This is a Player One podcast. Player One is a radio show about gaming that airs every Friday from 6 to 8pm on Sin Nation, a digital radio station in Melbourne, Australia. You can also stream Player One at syn.org.au. And to find out more about Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, players. This is Stefan from Sin Media, reviewing The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I've loved all of the 3D Zeldas since Ocarina of Time, widely regarded as one of, if not, the best game of all time. But I think it has finally met its match. A perfect experience for the Nintendo Switch launch and a worthy swan song for the Wii U. I've played Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for well over 50 hours, yet I believe I've completed just over half of the actual story. Despite the many departures from previous titles in this franchise, it still absolutely feels like a Zelda game. There is a ton to do, all at your own pace, even in the opening section of the game, which serves as an introduction. It introduces some of Link's abilities, but you can tackle things in whatever way you want. Unlike past 3D Zeldas, The game doesn't hold your hand or slog you into a long and boring tutorial section. From the very beginning, it's very challenging. Once that first section is complete, you find out that Link, who has no memory after awaking from a long slumber, has to defeat Calamity Gunnan. And you're given a way forward to help Link prepare for that battle. How things go from there is anyone's choice. By following the story, And doing side missions, Link will meet allies to support him, find powerful weapons, armor, and ways to buff his health, stamina, and other stats. Players also have the option of not doing any of that, and instead make an attempt to fight Ganon straight away, and face almost certain defeat. Players are essentially given the option to do as much as they like before fighting the final boss, and I loved this freedom. The open world is a clear departure from past 3D Zeldas. In those games, players have to follow a set linear pathway. In Breath of the Wild, every player will complete the game in a different way to the next person. And the game's freedom is almost like an distraction on the internet. You're on your way to a particular stop to advance a story mission, but you run into a shrine or a tower, which reap rewards like revealing the map, upgrading your stamina and health as well as offering a spot for fast travel. You complete that shrine, or you climb that tower, and then you see the next shrine, or the next tower, and then you go towards that, forgetting about the main story mission, and going about doing your own way, and then hours passed. I love this because it rewarded exploration, and soon enough you spent hours and hours just finding new things in the game world, and it's incredibly engaging. The story is quite simple, but has interesting character moments that are revealed the more you play the game with many story cutscenes being completely optional, serving as yet another incentive for exploration. The visuals are amazing, and one of my favourite things to do is to look at the game world from a high point in the game. The game map is epic, and I don't use that word lightly. The soundtrack is a bit more subtle than other Zelda games, but it does what great subtle soundtracks do, and that's change the mood at a moment's notice, and to heighten tension when needed. Now this game has gotten very, very high review scores, you may have noticed, but it's not perfect. The use of Amiibo to unlock things, to me, represents on-disc DLC. 
And because you can't unlock two of the best rewards it gives you without the Amiibo, some players will feel shortchanged. Two of the best rewards is Epona, the best horse in the game, and Wolf Link, which you get for playing Twilight Princess on the Wii U. And this is actually one of my favorite parts of the game, as Wolf Link actually follows you, attacks enemies, and actually helps you find hidden shrines when they're nearby. He is one of actually the best features in the game. It's disappointing that other players will not get to experience it without the Wolf Link amiibo. I also think that the weapon system should be revamped. The weapons break far too easily, and it's disappointing when you acquire a powerful weapon that you know won't last long. A proper weapon storage system which would allow players to store weapons not in an inventory and to easily repair or upgrade weapons to make them more durable, I think would have been a much better way to go. Also, in regards to the dungeons, while I do like the mini dungeon system they have in place with the shrines, the four main dungeons, I would not call them the best of the 3D Zeldas. They're not as deep or as detailed as past Zelda dungeons. They're a little bit short. But this doesn't take away from the star of the game, which is absolutely the massive, overworld map. There's so much rich environments to explore in this map. It is absolutely incredible. Now, there are some technical issues with the frameway, which at times drops significantly enough to be noticeable. But it doesn't spoil the game experience. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the best 3D Zelda game ever made. The changes to the Zelda formula are substantial and welcome. And the open world is incredibly detailed and an absolute joy to explore. There is so much content in this game. The gamers can play for over 50 hours and keep discovering new things. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the fresh start the Zelda series needed and is a must-play, must-buy experience. I reviewed the Wii U version. This is Stefan and you're listening to Player One on Sin Nation. This has been a Player One podcast. To check out more Player One, go to syn.org.au slash player one.